Hello, everyone. Welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, episode 141, our weekly show where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ. I'm Wookie. And we're joined today by the Home X team and Ting, um, Donald, and Ian. How's it going, everyone? Hello. Hello. For all intents and purposes, uh, Mr. Snowman here is Ian, so um, <laughs> so he has a body. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. How's it? Uh, How's it going over there in, in London? It's good. It's terrible weather today. I mean, it's not very surprising. <laughs> London is mostly with like terrible weather. So it's good to be in somewhere protective like here. Like good. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Wisconsin, so I think it's a very similar vibe weather-wise. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> nice and cold and snowy here. So. Really? Oh, really? I mean, snow, snow is better. <laughs> Then just like a, a lot of like just rain. Just chill, wet rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel bad because I'm on the East Coast, kind of on the southern side of the U.S., so it's like probably going to be 70 degrees and sunny today. Nice. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'd like some snow. I missed it. <laughs> anyway, you guys are here to talk about um, your live uh experience i'll kind of let you guys explain it um so i don't do it any injustices but uh yeah if you just want to kind of explain what you guys are up to and what your roles are that'd be awesome sure yeah so we are here to talk about i mean i was i'm starting kind of i'm hunting and i'm the director of this project homex i'm a director musician and um yeah i, I mean i will give the microphone to Ian and Donald later, just briefly talk about this project first. So HomeX is a, is a live performance and we produce this performance through like, um, like um, theater, music, and like a gaming and VR technology. So where do we use VR here? It's like we create a 3D world. So which you can see a little bit on the trailer, like behind us. It's like, um, so we create this like 3D, 3D world and then both people from Hong Kong, the performer, and then the performers in the UK can collaborate together through wearing a VR headset and then connecting each other in the, in the 3D world. So Donald, he is the 3D designer for us and he did the like uh, all the beautiful, like the world, like 3D models. And Ian is a creative technologist who built the world basically. And then we all nice. kind of like collaborate together to co create a story and how the dancer and musician are like what their characters are. And also they are the digital audience will join this performance as, as avatars and running around in the world as the native creatures in this place. And the, the dancer, the, the two dancers, like who come in through VR and the depth sensing, like uh, cameras. I will let Ian to talk much more about this. So they come in this world as invaders, and one from Hong Kong and one from the UK. And so then through this way, and we have performers from different places and work, like collaborate in this so 3D cool. space. And then, so then we have like, we show this like performance in two different ways. One is like digital ones. So audience are like avatars. They can, they can do a lot of things like 
playing the game, but the the thing they do will push the story forward, like a game. But there's live perform, there are live performances as well. And so we also do a physical live performance where we are performing. The first tour is in the UK, so we are in York. We are going to be in York, um, Cambridge, and London Barbican. Like so, where the audience, the live audience, the physical audience, will come into the space and see this three D world like uh, on a projector screen, like an immersive like projector screen, while they see half of the live performers. Perform live in the space, and they see the other live performer like on the three D screen, and so it's, it's a little bit weird. They just see like one <laughs> live performer interact with the other one, but they don't see the other one physically. They just see them like um, they see them on the screen, but they they will be both kind of by like wearing a VR headset to dance with each other. So that's how we are. We we create this this work. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, to start things off, Donald came in and punked me, though. He said he was one of the dancers. <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> Great. I don't know. That, Donald, maybe that's the next thing you want to do in this project. Yeah, I, got, I have to try it out. I mean, it's, it's always a, an interesting part of it that I've always wanted to kind of like delve into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes. I'm just kidding. You said, you know, you said you're the uh, the artist and you do, you, is it the character creation you're doing? Uh, yeah, so in terms of the general uh, 3D um, kind of assets that you see in the whole world um, was okay. kind of um, materialized and produced um, myself. Um, and then Ian takes all of that together and composes it together in the scene. Nice. Yeah, I think that we can talk, I mean, so Donald, you can talk a little bit more about where you're, so how you create this thing and what's inspiration, and then Ian can talk further about how he created the whole system and how, what, uh, because it's really, it's the, the one thing very special is that we use the depth sensing camera. So like uh, Ian designed the whole like a uh, thing. So where the audience in the, like um, in this world, see the two dancers. It's not like motion. The most what people do is like motion capture, but we choose to use the, the depth sensing camera to capture them. So it's a particular aesthetic way, and then to pull them in a VR. So they are they are one way like scanned by the camera, but the other way of like a dance together in a VR. So Ian can talk more about the whole system. And Donald, if you start with like um, how you create this like a quad inspire and then so kind of how you create this 3d world yeah i mean um the the one of the things was um so when we first did this project as initially um uh commissioned by um uh, arts council um british council of hong kong and um they and it was all about looking at this kind of whole um kind of connection between the uk and hong kong and the kind of migration of of um you know how the diaspora kind of formed and then this kind of connection back to its home 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 place and in terms of the actual i mean it was it was quite difficult we it was quite difficult to almost you know when you have a blank canvas and trying to figure out what is mm -hmm. technically home and how would you mm -hmm. produce this as part of a story and so um, a lot of the assets that you see in there are partially inspired by um, uh, some of the kind of key elements that you see in like Hong Kong. So for example, nice. um, there is a, so you can see in the image, there's like this really large tree and 
that that formed a um a tree which was during the early migration of people from china into hong kong inside one of the temples um uh, near my village i my family are from there is a little kind of plaque uh, and a little story talking about people uh, in a sense uh there was like oh the temple next to the small tree that tree later became this massive like banyan tree and that formed cool. uh, the kind of central location to where this kind of community kind of gathered. Um, so the whole space become this kind of more like circular, kind of almost like arena that uh, kind of divided both in terms of uh, two kind of clear areas being the UK and Hong Kong on one side. And all the elements are feeding into that, uh, have uh, small details like the trees and the types of fruits and the kind of the colors are linked to um, certain elements, both from the East and the West. Uh, That's really it, cool. And it adds loads of kind of like, you know, kind of like the certain like myths uh, uh, attributed to both kind of Eastern mythology and Western mythology kind of uh, juxtaposed together because in a sense that there are similarities in both that really inspired quite a lot of the works, but also it's very collaborative in terms of how we work in terms of also the design because we 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 sit down and we discuss with both hong kong and uk and understand you know what do you think home is and that would slowly feed into the work slowly that's really neat I mean, we we've had you know a lot of guests from a lot of different um cultural backgrounds and it's one of the things you know like i told you like i live in wisconsin <laughs> mm. not a lot of outside influence makes it into the to wisconsin so it's great to see that and especially like in gaming and you know vr um apps that you know are more non-gaming um it's really really interesting and really amazing to me to see the cultural backgrounds because again like it'd be a long journey to to get over there and see these things for myself so um mm -hmm. groups like you guys where you're bringing it into people's homes and all that like i'm super appreciative i really really enjoy seeing that kind of thing i'm glad you're like blending all that together in your um setup so that's really cool thanks and it's, it's interesting what um kind of unites our different cultures around the world that there's, there's uh, some stories about yeah that's kind of the um this, the center point of the, of the whole piece is like the the myths around destroying trees and destroying our kind of our, our roots and our background. But then you know also that. Yeah, I maybe mean, Ian, you can talk a little bit more about because I mean that's starting with your idea in terms of how to use uh, VR to connect to space and then to have a performance which can be joined together from to remote space i mean that's what you you your idea and you always want to do right yeah i was i mean since the connect came out like well i was thinking about putting on a gig in one place and uh you know and, and having a second gig and, uh, remote location and joining them together somehow. And then I was talking to Antic about this and we were talking about having two dancers that dance with each other. And the original idea was maybe dance around a tree like people uh, kind of dance or something. And then uh, Donald was already 
trees and, and uh, the temples in Hong Kong. And, uh, and so because she likes to be dramatic, she was like, why don't we cut all the trees down and everything can die? And that's very depressing. So yeah. I kind of like yeah. how with it. And I mean, that's become like a really good gaming kind of like a direction because then the avatars kind of like inside of the game, they started by they plant the fruits yeah. and then to first plant the seeds and then to just plant to make this world beautiful. But then when there are invaders coming and they just start to cut the trees and so they cut the trees and build the house, cut the trees mm -hmm. and build the house. And then they, their avatar will also change when they cut, they like cut more trees and build a house and until they cut like an invader with them, like to cut the biggest tree. So like the whole world is like a collapse. That's basically, so then like after really joining the story. So, I mean, I'm talking about kind of like how this is, I'm, I'm completely from like a performance background as a musician and theater director. But so this like a technology with like artists, a really exciting opportunity to explore about how do we engage the audience like differently through like gaming. So they can be actively right. joining this as the part of the characters who push for the story. So it's basically borrowing what game already does, but to bring it to dance and, and music. Then, then we have like an end to the storytelling, and that's a that's a very exciting new ways we do. And then we have we do like, so the technology part here is like to to use the VR and depth sensing camera, the Kinect, to connect the dancers in Hong Kong and the UK to dance together. And then we use the music. Uh, what Ian? What is the technology we use for music here. So it's a WebRTC, right? Oh, WebRTC, yeah, it's all done. The, the uh, 3D videos are coded into it to be video with a barcode on the side that says where the camera is in space. Uh, and then everyone who's playing the game picks it up and it. And yeah, the music as well is live stream. So Anting will, will will play her her piece, but then we also have a we haven't mentioned the soprano in Hong Kong also. It's an opera singer yeah, who's singing at the same time, and then that's mixed together without everyone playing the game. And the, the idea is that. People playing the game are experiencing the story, but they also about the Yes, that's kind of like a yeah, it's a performance combining gaming and like a VR technology. And yeah, so I, I mean Donna was saying about his he, he's a dancer, but our dancer <laughs> job is actually really difficult. Just imagine yourself dance break dance like inside of the VR. Have you tried that? <laughs> kind of, but yeah. I want to point out in the video here, the dancer here is doing some crazy stuff. Like he's standing up from laying down, like almost effortlessly, which is insane. <laughs> but also, he's freaking dancing around with an axe with a VR headset on. Like, what the hell's going on there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they complain about being a little bit dizzy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you don't actually <laughs> see how I mean how acrobatic 
um, Sai, the, uh, this dancer that you're seeing, um, is like he, he goes full hip hop spinning around on his head uh, later on, <laughs> which is quite difficult in VR, I think. It's a headset stay on doing that. Yeah, I, he's uh, got yeah, an extra a strap, strap on it. Yeah, yeah we, but we made a, just we made a custom show strap. <laughs> you hear the, the stories where people's controllers go flying into their TVs and things. This axe has no like wrist strap on it. Like <laughs> that just seems a little awkward. <laughs> it's a souvenir. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll actually have that in the uh, live performance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes straight into the audience. <laughs> Whoever gets it, keeps it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think one of the guys... one of the okay. sorry, go. On. I was going to say the. What you guys are talking about and what we're seeing here, that the, I don't know, that that's so much going on. And like, just to do what we're doing in this podcast is enough for me, but um, I can't believe the level you guys are on. Um, and I'm just curious, like, so you're doing it from Hong Kong to the UK, like, leg has to be kind of your biggest enemy for these kind of timing things. Is it not? Yeah. Or does it um, not? I mean, it's, it's really interesting how the, the dancers have had to adapt to what they do um, to cope with the lag. Uh, it's it's less than you might think. It's about half a second. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's um, what you are fighting. The yeah, I mean, you're, you're fighting there's, about. there's a lot of easy technology to do. If, if you're happy with like a few seconds lag, it, it's much, much easier. <laughs> but if you want to go like as slow, as low lag as possible, then it, like, you have to do some custom stuff. But um, they they do things like if you move slowly, um, and, and obviously they're choreographed, so they can kind of predict how the how the other guy's moving. But um, it, they, they I think the I think your brain is kind of designed to cope with this kind of stuff. Like we have yeah, fill in the gaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they they definitely get a real sense of presence with each other. Um, and with the with it being the with the three D cameras, they it's it's a really a kind of unique experience seeing your body digitized in the world. Like you look down <laughs> and, and you see yourself in pixels. It's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, when they start to like calibrate themselves before each like sort of session, and when we try that ourselves, it's just so strange when you're like moving within your body. <laughs> <laughs> and then some guy in Hong Kong walks through you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, occasionally kind of like a, just a, we rehearse and then some, somebody just walks through in a, in a space that's or like a, or a surrounding just watching by the tree look like a ghost. So it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah, cool. But lag, um, yeah, the other thing about lag is like musically, it's, it's just also very difficult because music when we play together is normally just like a need to be just really together. But yeah. so kind of a, in terms of this half second, like a lag so we, we kind of like just the composition just really need to work with that so it's a it's a particular kind of like a composition like a, for taking account into the lag to be composed and so that's um yeah so yeah but if if lag is like more than like half a second it will become just really obvious but like kind of a half second is like a really really good challenge in a way for choreography as well as like a music composition Sure. So do you have to write songs and music with kind of more of like an open thing instead of more like a 
right on time thing or do you just kind of go with it or i mean there are few there are different parts where kind of like um just in like uh, in terms of like a evolved fit like a sound where really well known is like the melody with the i play electronic music live as well so we both play live so we can respond to each other kind of in a way where it doesn't affect it's, it's hard to describe and also because sure. the latency is really stable so i can i so there are actually really strong beat inside of this music so as well but if but if like she's always half beat earlier or have have like a bit late and then it's it actually sounds good so like because this is really <laughs> stable yeah but i mean you 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 should like you're joining this and then to hear that and to to see come because this is really really fun and a very different way to overcome this kind of latency but latency is absolutely one thing we have to think so strongly about them yeah. sure <clears throat> i'd like to i mean Maybe not for this round of performances, but we want to do a VR version for the audience as well. Um, that will come later. Yeah, the reason we are starting doing kind of like the um, just laptop desktop version, like a, a Windows and Mac OS apps. So that's how digital audience are going to join. They they join through downloading the app. So like, but there is. So one of the important reasons, like, I mean, this is a like arts project. So access is really important. So we need to yeah. make sure as many people as possible to be able to experience this. But like once we kind of like go through the first round and then like, I mean, because the whole world existing in VR already. So like that's, <laughs> I mean, science and then like the two dancers, they have, a, they, they are always in VR to see the whole world <laughs> like in VR. And then anytime when we have like our team member to just try to see they were just like, oh my god we didn't know this world is there i don't know you can talk about when you see your design vr it's very different right yeah definitely a different take on it uh, but i I've, i'm kind of i'm still kind of so uh i'm still not very used to the whole vr because i still get kind of nauseous oh yeah <laughs> from like it's uh it's just the one of those problems which i can never seem to i don't know maybe take those like sea pills you know when you go yep. on boats sea pills. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of different steps you can do to kind of offset it until it kind of you get used to it but yeah that's that's definitely a challenge and a hurdle yeah but how does how do you feel Donna, when you are when you like um because you design all of your trees and like houses kind of like in, in on a computer but when you went into the world to see the the tree is actually big like how do you feel about that <laughs> i mean it's yeah it's I'm always like very critical of my work sometimes and it's kind of, it's, uh, it's always like, oh, I could do that a bit better. And then you learn some new tricks of doing something else. And each time I'm always like, oh, I can definitely do this better. But also, you know, <laughs> we always got time constraints with these projects, but, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully that, I mean, like this is really pushed in terms of like how I approach actual 3d design to the point where like some of the textures are all like kind of, um, painted digitally. Um, and then paint it digitally, like on, on a, on an iPad. And then I would extrapolate that into the three, into uh, another program and then kind of like mix it together with other ones. So like, I'm still, even though it's all digital, I still apply a lot of like hand brush techniques, um, to a lot of the, um, textures. Nice. Yeah. We've had a few devs like, and I apologize. Unfortunately, we couldn't get your, the assets you shared into our space, but 
you know, when we they give us assets, like if it's a little item in their game and we kind of blow it up and stick it in the corner or something, they're, they're like, I've never seen my work in this way before. So it's got to be like a similar <laughs> feeling where you step in, like Anne Ting was saying, like step into that world the first time in VR from working on the tablet or whatever you're doing, like just seeing the massive scale of like tree just like... I know games still blow mm. me away, so I can't imagine like you seeing your own work in that size has just gotta be like that's building a skyscraper almost if you if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I mean I've just I've designed yeah. <laughs> designed a lot of skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tony Donald's an architect, so <laughs> Oh wow. skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah, I I quit I quit my job. Well, actually, I actually shouldn't really say this because my parents parents don't know. They won't be watching this. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, I forgot this is getting recorded, but it's okay. No one's. Uh, my family, my family, are very uh, digitally illiterate, and so <laughs> even even when I asked them to come to the show, they were like, "Nah." <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I I quit my job to uh, concentrate on this on full time. Wow, that's nice. That's passion, and that's that you definitely see it in the you know final product. That's pretty yeah, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Ian, you also like uh, spend over a lot of like uh, time here and just like, uh, I mean, what's it? It's, it's, I mean, you normally design other like uh, commercial apps and different things and you can get a lot of like more money from them. So like by your, <laughs> well, so yeah, doing yeah. artistic project here, right? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's not traditionally well paid. Either. This is, this is, uh, yeah, Ian, you're I up quiet. Could you get a little closer to the mic, maybe? Okay. I know you guys are probably like face to face right now, but yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he gets a little yeah. quiet. I like I like lean in to yeah. the same thing to see if I can hear better. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's Ian, you can, yeah, yeah. I think Ian, you can talk a little bit more about your role here because um, it's a bit like a. I mean, for us, it's. I mean, when I say for us, it's for artists. It's actually really <laughs> weird to work with a technologist. So, like, because yeah. it's it's like completely different language we are speaking, and so like, and and we can just like we, we like to have like a really mad idea to oh just build different things, but it's work digitally kind of and technology wise, it's it's just really different. But for for Ian, he coming as a like a technologist, like developer, but as well as like a as a very strong artistic input. So that's a very blurry of like these these different roles. And Ian, can you talk a little bit more about your role here and so kind of about how it's different? Well, I mean, you know, we've we've all come together with with a, a an idea of what, what we wanted to do. And it's it, I think the, the the flow has brought us together. It's very interesting. Um you know, I think we're all we're all going to create something that we wanted to create. But when we come together, it makes it unique. Either you're surprised by um, the, the 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 other stuff that everyone everyone else brings. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, we me and Anting first worked together on a on a previous project, um, which was another digital theatre. Um, piece and uh that was during during the lockdowns of the pandemic so the theater industry in the uk was was basically completely shut down a lot of people were just, just not doing anything and we found a way to still create some theater and uh you know 
there's a there's a lot of like, fear of digital stuff in in the theatre industry in particular. <laughs> I think. Um, but it, it's it's definitely the future, and you know. It, yeah, no, we need to talk a little bit more about that because that's a, that's where we want our digital culture awards in the UK. So where we can like um, so if Arts Council England kind of they have this digital culture award, and we 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 want that so that enable us to do home acts. and then it's worth to say. Um, so we build a a three D gallery. And then, so and also using the gaming technology, where the audience join as avatars and seeing the exhibition as well as the performance. So I mean, Donald is one of the exhibition artists. So he has a three D design here, and Ian is a creative technologist as as well. So that's um, and that was really funny. Ian, do you remember? So like uh, some producer coming and to say, uh, we need to have the the bar for the stairs. Yeah, because I mean, everyone just everyone applies what knowledge they have to. If, if they see something new, they apply what they already know to it, and um, they're, they're asking about health and safety, about people dropping from a great height um, in the game, <laughs> whether, whether that was safe or not. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. Everyone sees it in their own lens, uh, yeah. uh, and it, it took it took a lot of convincing. Uh, I mean, I think it's very good at convincing people. I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I, I witnessed a lot of meetings where there were some very sceptical people uh, <laughs> who, who eventually came around and, and it became this really amazing thing that happened in 2021 when not a lot of theatre was going on. It kind, of, it kind of opens the whole door with how we actually exhibit yeah. anyway with this whole virtual space because you're not limited to anything really. How do you like, you know, like, you know, in the old days where they'd be like, okay, uh, we don't, we won't move away from the white box. So, you know, we're going to go outside and then we're going to have stuff, which is kind of like more like, you know, um, performative in the sense that it's kind of moving around and changing. And now we've got this digital space where it's kind of like, you know, it's no holds bars. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, and thing kind of, I was going to bring this up at some point, but like, um, like I said, I love Part of the art that I love is I can visit things I maybe can't in your life, whether it's lockdown or a location thing. Um, but so, you know, I've, I've been to a couple galleries in VR and it's awesome because, like I said, otherwise I'd never see these things. But then it's like after a while, it's like, okay, if you think, in, if you think of an art gallery, it's like, okay, we have this normal art gallery in VR and it's really cool. But why does it have to be like, four walls and a ceiling and a floor like maybe i ride a giant turtle to look at the next painting like the creativity like there's no limits like you're saying like you can literally do anything you want so it'd be nice to start seeing like what you guys are kind of doing like getting away from the the old way of thinking about it like the four walls and all that um yeah totally there's a lot of a lot of devs out there doing it but like for for the start and i get it you want to just make sure like hey you can do these things in VR and they work really well and it's really cool to see, but it's like, okay, and then take the next step and really let your mind go type of thing. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, I think HomeX is the, is the really where we allow ourselves to go mad. So HomeX is, <laughs> we, are, we are like, I mean, the story basic is about we, um, human beings, we, we detect about this random metaverse, like where, which shouldn't exist, but there are some creatures in this 
metaphors. And then so human beings are able to escape just, and then at that time, at that point, human beings are very bad already, kind of in the world. I mean, probably we are not that far away, but just like, but let's, and then we want to escape it, just like we want to try Mars, try different planets, but then this is the other direction where we try metaphors. We detect some something which shouldn't exist there. And the way to go there is through like um, meditating and then with, uh, with like uh, to go into this computing space, like to transform your mind into this space. And then where you met these like uh, na native creatures in this, in this space and having the encounter like human beings are finding our next home where we are. So yeah, so I mean, the reason I'm talking about revealing this like storyline is about because I, it's just like what we are imagining about this virtual space is really, it should be unlimited, really. And yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different planet. Like uh, we are like uh, creating so different rules. And so yeah, so like, why, but yeah, but the other thing is like, how do we communicate with people? Because I, I guess like most of your guests and, and you both are kind of a, are really like just interested in technology and so all work in technology. Like, uh, so these things are so common and like for you. And it's just like one side, one bubble of the world in a way. But the other yep. bubble side of like, I mean, the bigger side of the world is like uh, people are actually quite scared of technology. Like uh, I'm talking about the whole, almost like a whole theater industry in the UK, mm -hmm. like uh, very, very, very conservative is, yeah. I mean, one, one thing that we, um, we've also done with VR um, recently is uh, we made a, a so we're, we're performing in the Barbican. They, they were, they were confident about how many people we could sit in the area while also keeping it immersive and, and, and all that. So, so we built a model in VR of the data space, all the seating, or we put some fake people in and, and we, we could look at all the sight lines and, and understand how the space would feel in a, in a much more intuitive way than if you're just kind of looking at a CAD file or something like that. And that's been really useful. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, like, it, it seems like actually really straightforward, right? It's of course when you build a virtual, like a VR version of the theater, and then with, the, I mean, we are, we also run the game kind of like in in this VR space. I mean, when I say run the game, so you, you see we have the projectors, like uh, projections, like three side projections. So we actually the, the three side projection is a moving image, is connecting to another VR project. So you you act you you really see the project live, and then with the dancers and the musician, like in uh, in. A, like a 3D, in a 3D kind of like a space, but but kind of like when we talk to some other, I mean, when people see that, they all kind of like are convinced, oh my God, this is amazing. But when we were just talking about this like idea, so some like other theater artists or like producers and they are just like, no, I mean, there's like a very particular way why we need a physical thing and then to create this kind of like small physical like models. And so, which you, which you really doesn't give director a really good sense about what the stage is really like, but there is, still a strong rejection even even like with this kind of i feel is obvious like a, a straight ahead forward and I, I mean but nobody because nobody in the theater circle is like kind of like really able to just really create the theater in vr but that, that just makes so much more sense instead of like a, just using a lot of material to do a, to do some yeah. some models yeah so that's the other good application in terms yeah it's of also VR. more sustainable using all this. right 
So that's interesting. Like, um, you know, like you said, you know, if you're in the space and your mind is geared that way, it makes a lot of sense, but outside people. <laughs> so like Donald quitting his job, going full time and you guys, you know, really trying to push the boundaries, knowing that most of the population really isn't there yet. Like Donald's poor, um, um, tech deficient family he mentioned. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what really intrigues me about developers and, and VR, especially like you guys are making these pushing the technology and the, the creativity, knowing that it's going to be an uphill battle because a lot of people, like some people don't even want to hear it. Other people don't understand it when you tell them. And then you get like maybe 10%, like, okay, well, just show me, you know, you know open-mindedness. So you guys have a lot of, um, I think it's a very brave thing you do and it really intrigues me. Thanks. Yeah. You will Thank see you. our first like VR version for this one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, if you need a test or anything, I'm definitely free. Um, and speaking <laughs> of that, you guys have um, tickets available for February, kind of starting off, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, so we are we run from 10th to 25th of like okay. February in February, where like uh, people are like. Uh, so now it's uh, di the digital version is um is uh, is in is on the. PC or MacBook, so like it's um, um, Windows and macOS apps, like you can download. That's for February round, yeah. And then we we have like a, the physical performance as well in the UK. I mean, yeah, there's um, obviously there's there's a uh, yeah, like you said, like 10 percent of people who might be interested, or even less, who have like you know who who, who want to play a game or anything, but the. The thing about this is it's worldwide. Like we can we can have people from all over the world coming together and, and playing playing in the same performance. So yeah, that's really neat. That's that's kind of like what you said. I think it's what we like. We 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 found the most exciting thing in this kind of a digital performance. Like in our previous work, like I mean, we normally perform. I mean, I in theater and music, kind of like here. So like, or in don't the interaction you have with just like in terms of like a zoom or like um or youtube live is is really limited but in the in our previous like game production that was that was really fun to play with people from different parts of the world i mean that's that's a very important incentive like where we want to create another one which connect people from different parts of the world because it's really make a difference where you 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 make your work in one place but you can reach two people in different part of the world and but the, yeah. i mean deeply not just like kind of like on the just on a 2d level but in a, in a 3d level that's a very different way there was an interesting phenomenon um with the previous production where we had a so that depending on the time zone it's a better time for for different places so uh, we had a london predominantly london audience for one show and you could see that the, the the kind of typical London audience just stand there stroking their chin and don't really say anything, <laughs> and you could see you could almost see that digitally. Um, and then we had wow. a we had a, an audience that was um, it was mostly Taiwanese and like they were Asian based, yeah, Asian based, and, and they were they were running around and and, and having lots of fun and like hearting each other. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even in That's a game awesome. as Avatars, you can see like a different culture having different characters. Yeah. 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 That's really yeah, cool. But, yeah, but the other thing we found from the previous production where we like that to home access also 
like uh, there's still really magic thing about physical physics I mean, physically kind of bonded together. So that's kind of like, a, and then then technology actually can enable both sides to exist. And so that's that's why, so we, we continue to this home ex, which is like, a, and it's everything life. And now you see physical performers as well as like a digital. So that's just like open up a lot of more things. And then through like, um, so, I mean, 3D is just a completely different field from 2D, like the, the, the engagement kind of in the, the, the 3D. So like uh, in terms of the, how your brain see this, it just, just place you in that place immediately, no matter you are seeing the projector screen or you see, you see that on the computer screen. Of course, like VR has that will be automated, kind of like a much more immersive, but it's very different from when you see a 2D things, which is yeah, that, 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 that's just a very different language I found <laughs> this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, always uh, been... No. <laughs> yes, no, no, sorry. And I was just saying, like, it's always been difficult to like explain. When I've talked to my friends about this project and it's like everything's live, like what the music you're listening to is played live. <laughs> There's someone in a room that, when you, and the people that are dancing are also live. <laughs> and it's trying to, like, it's trying to like uh, get the head around the fact that, yeah. It's like, oh, can I come a bit later? No, no, you can't. They want me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's a restriction, um, but also a strength, I think, in terms of I everything so. is life. Yeah. Like, no. It's just like uh, we've talked about before, like, back in the day, like, there was more strict um, rules and, like, TV shows, and you couldn't swear and do these things, and it made more creativity you know, pushing those boundaries type of thing. Same thing. Um, also, time zones are, are fun. Like, obviously, like right now, it's very early in the morning for Wookiee and I, and it's afternoon for you guys. So hitting that worldwide audience uh, with everything being live, like I've gotten up at like 2 in the morning to do things in VR in other um, time zones. So it's... it's <laughs> Like I oh, said, yes. it's the passion's I mean, there. <laughs> yeah, you really, oh, so this time it's like work for most other parts of the world. That's why kind of like you, you have this one for the international guests, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, because I mean, we are, we are playing with that a lot as well. So, I mean, it's like a poor, like our Hong Kong partners actually, because it's still more the UK based project. So we, we need to have like 730 p.m. as like mm -hmm. our daily performance and then so and that's in hong kong is actually 3 30 in the morning yeah. <laughs> so like so the dancer is like there and the soprano they are in hong kong dance and sing every day at 3 30 <laughs> like yeah. in, in hong kong yeah but but it's but, but i mean it's it's amazing because they, they are all kind of like quite late to the performers are, are quite late work per people so so they don't yeah. really mind about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, but that's that's a really fun thing in terms of like the, the time difference and in which yeah. time of the performance you see which part of the world. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah, so Wookie and I have been, we've done a few um, different types of like live audience VR things. Um, I just did a thing with uh, Brendan Bradley's group where it's himself and a musician in a room streaming live and then they're controlling the world uh digitally and it was me and a couple people in there going through the experience and you know they're doing the voices they're doing the music all right there on the fly and you know interacting with you which 
when you do that in VR, like it's, it's very, very unique and something like you just don't get anywhere else. Like they're looking at you talking to you and whether, whether they're the size of like a giant or whatever it is, the story, <laughs> it's just insane how, how they, you guys can make all this come together and work really well and, and really, um, individualize it for anyone participating like that's really cool yeah, yeah. That's cool. i mean I, oh. I think the dream for maybe maybe a future performance would be like if all the audience could be there and, like filmed in 3d and then you can all just see each other like <laughs> That would be quite cool. Yeah, that's what Ian yeah. like want to carry on developing to like a simple package of this like depth sensing because in a in a way like I mean I like phones can do three D scan already, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I might after this is finished. Um, yeah. um, because like a, when I look at the um you know the avatar stuff in meta quest and stuff like the the kind of like it feels slightly dead like the, there's like this kind of corporate feel to them the dead yes. eyes of <laughs> kind of like looking at you um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think they're working on this kind of stuff as well but, um yeah how do we how do we kind of yeah so what what how do people join vr as a, like what 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 are we like what do we look like? I think it's a it's an important part as well. Do do we do we want to have this uh, as a like a the normal avatar kind of like a thing just quite fixed, or can we have another option which yeah. is more fluid? Like well, it's quite it's quite fun um, being a different body as well. I mean, I've tried out VR chat, and uh, <laughs> my my first five minutes, there's this little cat ran at me. I think it was power, like a 10 year old running around as a cat saying, yeah, I'm a cat and throwing uh, food at me. Uh, that, was, that was my VR chat experience. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite fun. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It, that's like the first comment when someone joins our space, like, oh, this is interesting. And, you know, this works right now for us and stuff. But that presence in the avatar like to a lot of people is like the most important thing where some people like me as long as i'm in there and have fun i don't care but i i understand that but yeah it's it's also trying to make you can't please everyone so what makes most of the people that are like into your thing happy so you got to kind of go with that too it's one of the vr things that you got to think about <laughs> yeah totally it's amazing how much communication you do just through your hands when you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> some people are like, you know, we got these pills and some people are like, you really need hands. And we get some people like our guest last week or the week before, who were like making shapes and stuff. And they're having a great time because you can't do that yeah. if you have hands. They're like, this is awesome. They're like playing with Lego. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my presence of the hand here. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice. Well, especially for, for a podcast, just talking, you know, like I said, we start out audio only and it's like, you know, it's a way different world where like you see the emotions and expressions and it's way more interactive where it makes it more lively instead of the, you're just staring at nothing and talking to someone you've never met or talked to. Like it's, this makes it a lot easier. <laughs> they turn on the I webcam and then thing lags. 
Yeah, no. it's still feel quite surreal to be honest. <laughs> like somebody, like just you, like it's like the head, and so like yeah, no, no, I, I think I think it's 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 really fun. And what what make you guys like want to do a VR podcast? Uh, well, it's funny because I was telling Donald before everyone else joined, kind of the story, but we did a podcast for like six years a long time ago with just friends, and it just came out of us playing games and having fun. Um, kind of retired that our, our most downloaded episode though, was one Wookie and I did without our friends and that was about VR and it was, it kind of was crazy. So when we got into VR, it's like, there's one podcast about VR. So I'm like, let's do something. So we got into VR and back then it was a pain in the butt to get into VR. For so we were trying to just, what do you buy? And we're like, do yeah. you need any accessories? Cause it was set for expensive and for like the rift. Uh, Oculus Rift headsets, you know, do you need a third sensor? How do you get that to work? You know, all the sorts of stuff. So we were trying to be like, oh, we had to go through all of it. So let's try to help other people. And that's sort of that. But then, um, like, Wookie and our brothers, when we play stuff, we don't talk a lot. We kind of communicate telepathically, I think. So it's like, we did a couple episodes. I'm like, I, I don't like hearing myself talk. We should just have guests. So we started having guests, and that's all we did. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. So we were audio only, and then it's the Spatial Ape team, who is just now coming back to the VR scene. They were building um, like a trade, trade show, show in VR, and like, hey, come do your show in our space in VR. And we're like, yes. <laughs> and then they closed down, so we kind of had to spin up our own thing pretty quickly and um, working on growing it from there. But ever since, yeah, we just try to bring in devs every week and talk to them and get their backstory. Like, the thing that I that drives me nuts, I'm a gamer by heart, but um, talking to devs and all that, just hearing their side of the story of like the time, the money, the blood and tears they put into these things. And <laughs> they don't get a lot of like, you know, not eyes on their project or all they get is some person commenting in a review like, hey, your game sucks type of thing. So it's like yeah, play for five minutes. This is awful. And yeah, it's like, no, there's a whole life that's behind this. Let's let I want to hear those stories and share that. So, you know, you can kind of bridge that gap between the purchasers and the people doing all the incredible work like you guys are. That's kind of how yeah, we got no. started. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's some good kind of to hear. Even just to hear you say like a lot of like people are share their tears and like things that I feel better already. So like yeah, yeah. There, there are definitely like, difficulty. Um yeah, I mean, it's, it's made us well, crawl out of our dead holes today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys might be the first ones that might actually have like PJs and your blood, sweat, and tears thing with actual blood with the act dancer. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's actually yeah. hurting himself yeah. with physical items, but that could... Yeah, I mean, the audience, yeah, <laughs> audience is like, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to the audience, like, when they see that. I mean, we're really looking forward to, because, you know, like, last year when we had, like, our, like, a gaming like uh, our our gaming production so i mean that's lots of i mean first young people are they are native for this one so like from from like they are like five years old six year old everybody's like ready just go straight into the game and then they are able to play i, I actually don't understand why but just like a, <laughs> but young people they can just play straight away yeah the, the hands go straight to the WASD. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Even even if they are not gamer, but they, they can just play. It's so weird. But for older for 
for older people, it's very weird. I mean, I don't want to define that. I mean, we are not like young either. So, but for, for like, a, for some old people, kind of like, it's it just almost like impossible. It just, yeah, this, no matter how, yeah. This is my wife playing a, yeah. a 3D game, like just running into the wall. <laughs> or just staring at the floor, spinning in a circle. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's when they get introduced to it later in life versus early yeah. in life. The age doesn't matter. It's like, uh, I remember our nephew, when he was a little kid, playing some tank game on the Dreamcast. Beat the crap out of his dad, who'd played some games before. He had a big PC game, stuff like that. So he's playing this thing on the controller, and this little, I don't know what he was, eight? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Destroyed him, and we were kind of like, that's weird. Like, he never even played it before, and he just deathmatch over. So yeah. It's that's always yeah. an interesting facet. Yeah, and so we had like a few kind of reviews, like critics, like they are quite like big critics, but we can we could see them in the performance. They were just mm. stuck in one corner and not able yeah. to come out. And afterwards, <laughs> I forget, like, they were just talking about, yeah, we don't see anything, but the story is good. And so like, yeah, and then, yeah, because you were stuck there all the time. So yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's very, it's very hard for the, uh, a theater critics and to come into yeah. this kind of like a world and to to start to review things yeah it's amazing what we take for granted once you know once you understand games once you play games like i i tried to get my dad uh into the game and um he was he was like well when i press the w key that the text like the the object in front of me gets bigger <laughs> um, and then when i press s it gets smaller i was like yes dad you're a thing in a 3D space. You're moving, and uh, but so all of that he had to kind of learn, and you know he he, he got he got his head around it. That's actually really cute. Yeah. Like, it's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. bigger. And, That's and, another perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and with the uh, like live performance stuff, like I said, we've been in a couple. I've um, my feedback normally is to the team, like you have to tell the people in the performance like what you expect from them because if you don't tell them it's interactive and you want them to like play along they don't like as as that person you're like okay am i supposed to say something can i say something where i go in and i just kind of goof off and try to make things silly but it's like um you have to really make that clear because the first couple I was in, I just stood there and I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to interact or just listen to the story or what. And then at the end, when you figure it out, like, oh, I could have played a lot more with, with the actors, you feel kind of bad because you're just like a bump on a log, you know? So you just got to let people know what, what, you, what, you, what they can do and what they shouldn't do because you also don't want that person in there like really just messing up your performance by doing, you know, crazy thing getting in the way <laughs> yeah no uh, yeah it's about because it's also unlimited in the way kind of we're in the first space and then you don't and then and then i think i think the, the interaction between human being i mean in a physical space is also developed for it's developed for like thousand years and it's um and also yeah. still it's very different from the different countries and having different culture so going into the virtual space like we kind of like just need to develop a new culture and but it's yeah. also need to see a little bit first like what people will want to do as as well to invent this this new kind of like a acquaintance what is oh yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, because to that point, like even in VR, like whether you're used to it or not, like if I go up to Wookie like this, like you get uncomfortable. Like <laughs> I was just, I had a team walking me through a game that hasn't come out yet. And um, they're from, you know, a different culture. And one guy was just kind of like in my face, like trying to like play with me. And I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. So I was playing back, but the other two guys on his team were like, Hey, get away from him. Like, leave him alone. You're freaking him out. Like, so yeah, it's kind of funny how that stuff translates as well into VR just naturally. Yeah. I have a problem with first time. Um, and I, at first I, and just thought it was a, a game, so I, I was listening to them talking to each other. And then I then then you just got this really uncomfortable feeling that I'm, I'm just like this weird guy at this party not saying anything and yeah. lurking <laughs> next to these groups. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and whereas like regular gamers might have a hard time adapting to VR because like when we first started playing VR, playing like Pavlov with the shooting game in a in a regular like xbox game and you're shooting you can just kind of like move your joystick and reload your gun you're like behind cover but in 3d you're you know vr when you're supposed to actually duck you don't think of it because you never had to really do that so i'm sitting there like reloading a gun and having to do all this and i'm just pj's just shooting me because i'm like oh yeah i have to do stuff <laughs> you probably have that same thing because like a regular gamer who might be used to vr and everything isn't really used to always you know attending a, a play especially an interactive one so they might just like you know the folks that had games introduced to them later in life don't quite pick up on it as quick you have a the best gamer ever probably sit there and not know what to do because they're not used to a actual performance they don't go to the theater a lot there's probably all sorts of things to consider with that yeah we we um we added yeah it's kind of like how to how to kind of guide them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we we added the ability for the avatars to shoot each other there was a debate <laughs> about that about whether we should keep it in or not um we, we there were also people who wanted to make it so you could act, like it make it more interactive so when you shoot another avatar something happens but we thought maybe not make it too fun to do that because they'll just end up spending the whole yeah. hour shooting each other. <laughs> we can attest to that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll break down real quick. Um, what, if you, what if you had it like can the, the attendees, the viewers, swarm the dancers and change the story? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's just, but it, it was really fun because it's like everybody was trying to kick one dancer away. <laughs> like uh, in, in, I mean, in our test cycle of story, because we have like a, a kind of like bad guy and good guy for for the dancer, and then and then all the avatars working together to to fight the other dancer, which which is really fun. <laughs> so it's good. I have they have shooting ability. So yeah, but not not too much because otherwise it's it's it changes to another another game. Well, yeah, and then there's, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a kind of a problem for game design where you you want to make the story as interactive as possible but then you also have a story to tell um yeah so so we can't let them like you know kill one of the dancers because he, he's he's important yeah <laughs> so like yeah and I, 
sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's just that it, it would be interesting to try try an even more interactive one where the story really changes. Um, yeah. Depending on that. Yeah, it's, it's like it has to go down a certain track eventually. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like 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 what you are talking about is is about how to is to tell the audience like where, where where to go in some way like when because when it's too unlimited people might not get any story either so that's yeah. that's kind of like so still to 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 see and I mean the other thing about the gaming thing is like there are just some thing which is addictive. Like and then yeah. just very stupid simple thing like what we were talking about cutting the tree, cutting the tree is very addictive. Like uh, <laughs> I mean Ian when he was like building this game and he was when he built this cutting the tree every time he has to cut every tree to do his task. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I could play a game where all you do is chop trees down in VR and I'd be in there for weeks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you, you built this, and then why do you still play this? Yes. <laughs> I, I could literally press the, the delete button in Unity and do something else. <laughs> Going in there, clicking that button, and, yeah. and, and chopping things. Yeah, so, so then what we needed to do was like actually to make things just like some like a gaming in like a um, direction where it's something which is ad addictive when we want people to do more something's not as addictive because we don't want people to do much but to to unfold the like uh, the next story kind of like thing so that's so there's addictive and not as addictive kind of like yeah. a thing to do like in a normal game lobby if there's a jump button people just stand there and jump <laughs> or even here, we were telling, I was telling Donald, we have a monthly VR dev roundtable where we have a bunch of devs in here. And if you watch the video, a lot of them will just sit here and go like this for an hour. Like, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, that's, that's really distracting. Or you'll have one guy go around the table for like an hour. It's like, what the hell is going on? If you, if you move your left joystick just enough and then tilt your right one, you can just drift around the table. Yeah, <laughs> and then you you get people doing like that <laughs> for an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's I think I've lost the control. Hang up on doing that. <laughs> yeah, we went through the wall. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I quite like, like this. Sometimes when we had the test uh, that we would have a. Uh, Sorry, there's some lag there. Go for it. <laughs> Panting. Oh, sorry, I didn't like. Uh, I don't know. What no, no, I was just saying like. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, continue. Sorry. sorry yeah, so like uh, you can you can you continue. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say so. Yeah, you guys have some shows in February. I'm I'm gonna look at the times and if I can hit one, I really want to check it out. Um, yeah, no, totally. Yes, totally. I, th I think. And I think it'll be yeah, it definitely comes come see it. early afternoon for me when your shows are happening, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we do think about like uh, the North America time, like, uh, yeah, American time and so kind of Asia time and so something. So I think I think our time can work with like uh, the UK evening time can work with America, North America time, right? Yeah. 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 If you're at 730, you know, probably at 530 for me. Is it yeah, 5.30 for me? 2.30. Oh, 
thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Hours difference. So probably. What would it be for you? I'm an hour behind you. So right now it's eight fifteen in the morning. What is it? In you guys is. Uh, it's 3 15 in the afternoon yeah this yeah, is a so. perfect time for us yeah i'm sorry that you have to wake up so early on oh. saturday we we get up early anyway it's fine it's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> like i've Amazing. gotten up at three or four in the morning to play like demio with friends in japan so don't worry about it oh <laughs> uh, okay that's that's a good angle to think about gamers actually are not worried about this i mean our hong kong like dancer he's also a very big gamer that's also a part of the reason why he is completely fine to do late evening right yeah, yeah i mean i've spent many many nights playing games till five in the morning yes <laughs> yep. yeah so we don't need to worry too much about their time yeah it's yeah. good to know yeah. weekends weekends are full, but during the weekday like, i get up early for work so i can't do those things but weekends i can <laughs> great that's cool yeah we'll send, we'll send you like invite and to come and you yeah. can feedback as well for like how whether the game yeah. fulfill you and so like yeah <laughs> <It'll be fun. laughs> I like to join you too. It's my favorite thing that <clears throat> I didn't know I liked until seeing like live performance stuff. Because I was a theater kid in school a little bit, is like reenactments, telling stories, not just not just plays and stuff, but like telling stories with this kind of stuff. This just speaks to me. So I love it when you tell stories, especially you know destruction of nature for you know population growth and stuff. It really speaks to me. I like it. I'm I'm interested in watching one day. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. But, so you know, obviously, we're we're trying to we're trying to tell this story without being too preachy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think it goes okay. What's your guys' schedule? Do you kind of plan like a month yeah, of yeah. shows and then take a break and then do another month, or how do what's your guys' like roadmap look like? I mean, now we are just like working on the premiere for like a, for february premiere for the I, mean, I don't know how many performances it's like 11 performances to start with and then we will okay. because it's all it's all go with live performances so it's it's more more complicated than just working in a virtual space it's we, we sure. basically go into like or, or like a theater york to start with and then Tambury junction and barbican so and and these performances are book old book kind of like a, a year ago kind of like so we we are going to see after this round of the of the like the first round of the performance and see how it go and then to release again like um, afterwards i think and then i think the next release is absolutely going to be with the vr version as well but to start with we do a more conservative kind of like um the desktop and like um laptop version sure that makes sense very smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there are so many moving parts to this that might make the whole thing fall over so we'll, we'll get it right but this time and then uh yeah add some vr yeah it's all life so yeah yeah well it's been awesome chatting with you guys i don't want to hold you back too much longer if there's anything you didn't get to talk about that you want to just go for it otherwise we'll wrap up no thank you, you thank you for having us yeah, yeah thank you it was really fun
It's my first VR podcast. It's really exciting. I love it. <laughs> I think all podcasts should do VR. It's so yeah, much yeah, fun. same one for me. <laughs> yeah, it's so much more fun to be in the virtual space than than like just looking at the like the Zoom or that's kind of I mean the radio kind of like a thing kind of like stare at yourself. Yeah. No, it's so much more fun. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah. I like what yeah, you were saying. Like you actually. Yeah, it does. It really does. Like you'd be. Kind of surprised how many devs we keep in contact with. Like, there isn't enough time. I'd love to talk to everyone all the time, but you know, time is a thing. But yeah, we we keep up with people. I try to help test things or give feedback. Wookie does too when he's free. Um, another thing Wookie was saying. Um, any links or anything uh, send over. We'll share them in the show notes on the video, the audio. Uh, links to the tickets to your your website. I have all that, but. Anything else above and beyond that, let me know. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you cool. absolutely received like a thank link you. to the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <High five. laughs> thank you. Oh, high five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, thanks, everyone else, for watching this thing. Um, thank you. Bye bye. Definitely check out the performance if you have the option. <laughs> A great time. <laughs> bye bye.